0: Get ready for adventures on the high seas of Valerian This is the Called Shot Podcast.
1: <laughs> and with that, we will start off our last TLDL. Too long, didn't listen.
2: <laughs>
1: Valley is... And we all are. This say. has been a full year of a a chunk of our life from week to week. You're gonna miss us. I am. I already do, and you're not even gone
3: yet. Well, as I said to to Davry, years it's gonna you know in game it's gonna be years down the line. Zagreus gonna find Sebastian and Kitnick for one last job. Uh,
0: right, that's kind of. It's kind that'll of be. Thinking,
1: yeah. I think we have a name for that. It's called uh, the Fortune's Revenge Twelve. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and, and somehow Zachary has managed to grow like this huge mustache, it's right. but it's gray. It's gray. I like to think it, It'd be glued on. <laughs> it's, like, it's not yours. It's, it's someone,
4: someone else's. else's. Yeah. <laughs> I got this mustache, mustache fair and square. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it says it right here in the pirate book. You've got to have a mustache. Oh no! <laughs>
0: Just because he wrote it doesn't mean anything, you right?
1: Know? <laughs> all right so we are opening this up for letting our audience know character backstories character future stories if you guys have any questions for me about things that happened or could have happened or would have happened otherwise i don't have a whole lot to say other than thank you all very much for a wonderful time that was an absolute blast this past year so let's lead off with Zugray. What was Zugrey's backstory? Uh, talk about, because you've mentioned a druid and some other things, so what was going on with Zugrey?
5: Well, Zagre's backstory was actually fairly straightforward. It was just that if you uh, can't remember the name of the, the goblin clan, but there's actually a group of goblins in the, the shackles. And he was just part of that goblin crew, ended up being thrown out of his tribe, and drifted to Tempest Key. And when he was when he washed up on Tempest Key he was almost dead he had been adrift with no food and no water for a long time and then yeah it was saved by a druid who ended up training him in the druidic ways and along the way Zugray ended up exploring the island and he found some shipwrecked ships and while he was there he ended up eating a lot of the preserves that were in that ship <laughs> and after that had a vision and I specifically left it <laughs> nebulous in my own mind. If he had a vision or if he was tripping balls, because <laughs> really for the purposes of his story, it doesn't much matter, <laughs> Fair enough. but either way, he had a vision that he was going to be the greatest pirate in the world. So that's why he set off to go try and find more pirates. That's cool. That's what awesome. about your,
4: what about the <laughs> friend? I know you'd mentioned him several times.
5: That was the druid.
4: That was the druid. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Because
5: if you look at, again, if you look at the book on Tempest Key, it's mm. full of orphans. Right. So that's cool. Where do you get cool. Wampus? Uh, I just kind of assumed he picked him up along the way. That's fair. It, it's, he's a jungle cat. We're by the jungles. He just, yeah. it's Zuggrey. Where does he get anything?
0: Here, have a very <laughs> salty kipper. It's exactly. here, kitty kitty.
1: <laughs> oh, man. That'd be a great little story to see. Um, you also uh, when we were talking about your backstory, you mentioned uh,
5: when you said visions, you had visions of Besmara. Well, he had visions of a beautiful goblin woman ah, and he found a holy symbol of Besmara. So he thought that was that's that that's who it was that ended up giving him his visions. It might have been Besmara. It might have been Zogmagut, the goddess of the goblin right? hero goddess of uh, Flotsam and Jetsam uh, again. It might have been mushrooms. <laughs> <Who knows? laughs> but that's what he convinced himself. <laughs> okay, Whatever works.
1: I love Zugray. I think he was a huge favorite of our entire audience and every player at the table. Absolutely. No. The first time you told me about Zugray, I just wanted to kill Goke that night. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did. And got really close. Yeah. Uh, so, Adam. You've played a couple of characters here. Which <laughs> one do you want to talk about the most? We have John, Ollie, or we have Ark Sunderson. Or Sandara. Oh, God. <laughs> we don't talk about her at this table I, ever actually, again. Nope. Yeah, I had a friend
0: that messaged me today that uh, he was like, oh, man, I really liked Ark. I hate that he died. I hope Sandora brings him back. And I was like, mm, <laughs>
3: about yeah, that. about that. <laughs> Apparently, some of our listeners are did not realize that Adam had started doing Sandara's voice. He sounded similar they enough sound, to Matt's yeah. impression that well, some you people did not realize Well, you're
0: at the table half the time when yeah, on you guys would say something, yeah. and I couldn't tell yeah. who said it.
3: I'm fine with that. I feel yeah. like
4: that is a huge compliment, the idea that I could copy a voice I've never heard. Because outside of Matt doing
3: it, I've never heard that voice before. Okay, so, so. no matter what, we're doing yeah. a Monty Python okay.
0: night after this at some point. It's just happening. Yeah. We're going to
3: chain Adam up with his eyes propped open, yeah. 1984 <laughs> style, and just yeah. make him watch all the movies he's never seen. Because that's just wrong.
1: And <laughs> after that, he will want to wage war with fruit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. And hide
0: from bunny rabbits. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, Adam, which, which character are we talking about tonight?
4: Uh, you know, John's been dead for a while, and
1: so let's just talk about Ark. But uh, was he? I, mean, I don't
4: know. You've got him now. Ah. <laughs> so we're going to
1: talk about Ark.
4: I will say, I, w- I do want to know, uh, from your perspective, what happened to John? Because you told me, I think very specifically, once I, was, once I transitioned away from playing John and playing Ark, that he was yours to do with what you please. Mm-hmm. So what did you have in mind for him?
1: I wasn't sure I was going to kind of let it play out a little bit, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially once we got down to uh, book five or six. Once you really get to the meat of some of the uh, plot lines that I had implanted, even as far back as uh, the episode zeros. Yeah. So uh, but he and uh, Fish Guts got away clean. They stole a boat and then uh, they were off having their own little adventures I'm sure some Red Mantis assassins showed up at some point.
4: And killed them both. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I doubt it.
0: There's a very popular cooking show on, uh, on the network now. Yeah. <laughs> the Cooking with Ambrose. It's just... The cooking just, with Ambrose. Ratings have taken off.
1: <laughs> so, Adam, <laughs> uh, you want to talk about Ark Sunderson. Uh, you, you had mentioned something about him actually being from the North, right?
4: Yeah, so Ark was uh, an ulfin from the North. He was trying to basically become... Uh, The Olfen's dream, he wanted to go and murder the big bag Lenorm and become the Olfen that united everybody. Uh, that was kind of like every Olfen's dream. But in reality, um, he was actually, he'd come down south looking for somebody that had turned his sister into a werewolf. And, you know, in the Olfen culture, being a werewolf is a blessing. Like, they love it. Uh, in fact, he wanted to become the werewolf, but instead his sister was the one that got turned. Uh, So he was trying to find a cure for her because he knew that she did not buy into the Ulfin culture. Uh, So he had come down south in kind of a disguise. He had told the uh, tribes that he was just looking for loot, you know, doing the summer raiding. And in reality, he was actually looking for, you know, the perpetrator.
0: That's right. I have a question. Sure. Sure. How did his sister fly away? Oh. Because that was referenced a couple (laughs) times, and I never asked because Kit didn't know it happened. But what did... Did she sprout wings? Did she have a bird? (laughs) That's been driving me nuts.
4: Sure, yeah. So uh, Ark actually has two sisters. Uh, In real life, I have two sisters. Ark's family is entirely based off my own. So uh, Ark has two sisters, Mm -hmm. uh, Beck Mm -hmm. and Katya. And Katya was the one that is like a cleric uh, that got turned into a werewolf. Beck is the one that we interacted with, who was my twin sister. Not in real life, but in the game. Uh, (laughs) And Beck is a... uh, I want to say that they're called Wind Maidens. That may not be correct, but it's something very close to that. Gotcha. Uh, essentially what it is is they are, like, the Olfen people have this entire group of women that ride different flying creatures and are raiders. Uh, and they're super badass. They're really cool. It's like a Valkyrie. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're basically <laughs> Valkyries. Valkyries. Yeah. yeah, they're basically okay. Valkyries. Uh, but she was, where, she was riding something called a, uh, an Axe Beak. So,
5: nice. Yeah. Man, just total tangent, but it was so funny when you started up with Ark, Because you came in as an ulfin, and I'd already had Zugray's backstory worked out, Mm -hmm. where he had the ulfin friend. And when I was there, I specifically sank points into linguistics, so he would have scald, thinking, well, here's a wasted point that's never going to get saved (laughs) in this game. (laughs) Well, and what's so funny about that is the fact that, like,
4: I was... We, we killed off John, or John died, and then I had planned to replace him with Ark the same time you had planned to, to replace Adegoke. So we're on the ship, Adegoke's turned, and John is fighting him. I knew who Ark was, but no one else knew who Ark was, and then we killed Adegoke, and I was like, what the
1: fuck is going on?
4: <laughs> like, I know who Ark is, you're not Ark, you don't have a character, like, what is happening here? So I think everyone else thought you were gonna be Ark. You yeah. know, and I thought it was perfect, because I just remember being totally blindsided by that. <laughs> and then when you told me that he knew Ulfin, I was like, how perfect? Because you and I didn't talk about our new characters together at all.
5: No, because, like, like, when Ark showed up, I knew it wasn't going to be me, yeah. so I just thought he was part of the Skull and Shackle storyline. Right.
4: And I, I just thought that was, like, really well done, Wes. I thought, <laughs> keeping that secret, you know, you did a killer job. It was super well done. Well,
0: yeah. it worked out, too, because the, the listeners may not realize that, like, the killing off of characters... Wasn't planned. I mean, that was the right. rolls of the dice. Mm-hmm. That was legitimately how it happened. We didn't sit here and go, "Yeah, we need to go ahead and you know knock out some new characters and stuff like that." It's like we sat here and watched. You know, we got bit by ghouls, or we got, you know left underwater eaten, eaten by the whale, eaten yeah. by the whale. Like <laughs> well, this stuff just legit happened.
1: had a go game was playing. Well, yeah,
0: yeah,
5: but, but, uh, but I did but, fail well, not those the initial
0: parts. Right. Like when he got bit, that sure. that was the roll of the dice. But the fact that he turned into a ghoul that could have gone yeah. either way. Yeah,
5: and legit failed those. Those fortitude saves, which yeah. I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to fail these because I'm at a yeah. And like, that yeah. fortitude's my big One. shtick.
6: Surprise. Yeah. Right. I'll like, never Who's... forget the episode where uh, Atticoke was gone and we were doing a head count. And everybody, and Wes says, everybody's there, but Atticoke. And every player at the table just looks <laughs> like, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> at You just got this shit eating grin that you could not hide. <laughs> so I was trying so to fun. hide behind the mic screen. Yeah. And I was like, oh, don't mind me. Yeah. Like,
4: yeah. Uh-huh. So I think I know the answer to this. But out of the two characters you played, which one was your favorite? It was definitely Zug, definitely Zugray. Right? Yeah. Okay, I kind of assumed. I figured that would be the case. You had a, I could tell you had a lot more fun with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Clave at Nerds on Earth would uh, like to disagree.
3: He yeah. appreciates oh, yeah. Zugray, but he loved Adagoke. Yeah. A lot of people did. A lot of people. Yeah. Really had like his, his own yeah. his own little fan club. Yeah. 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 Oh, Adigoke Adigoke does... was much more of a straight man. I think in a lot of ways. Right.
5: Yeah. I mean, I dug that character. He was great. I hated to see him go, but yeah, it was it was just that it was I had a I had a really good character, but then I came up with an idea that I was really excited. A
0: really yeah. fun character. Yeah. Yeah.
5: So,
1: who do we want to talk about next? Let's go with Sebastian. What about it? One of our long-running characters right up into the very last episode.
3: Somehow yep. I expected him to die Several times, actually.
0: How did we never have a Sebastian the Crab joke this entire time?
3: Because until you just said that, it never occurred to me, me even either. once. Me either. Yeah, like, I
4: don't even think I consider them in the same like level of Sebastian. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, I know, like, I don't seriously, know that...
0: we've been out to sea fighting crabs and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> we have a character named Sebastian, and it took me 52 episodes to sit here and go, I am... Under the sea. I'm, un-
3: I'm <laughs> disappointed in all of this right
0: now. <laughs> I am too. Holy smoke
3: Yeah, right. I-, I have to agree, because until you just said that, it never once occurred <laughs> to me. And we've even made like... Little Mermaid-related right, jokes. Right, um, Under the Sea. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, never it never occurred to me. Has a red coat? I mean... Fair enough, yeah. I, it, not even once. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Huh. Yeah, it just never occurred to me. Which, the weird thing about Sebastian is talking about Zagre and Ark, is that's three characters who all have a connection to uh, the land of the Lindorm Kings and Varezia, and all speak scald. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that I tell you guys, hey, we're going to play a game, Skull and Shackles, that all take place down south. And where are you all from?
3: Up north. The as north.
1: far away as we could possibly get. <laughs> what the hey? At least you all came up with great stories on why you were in the shackles.
3: Well, to be fair, if we were all people from around the shackles, we'd have probably been a lot more wary about getting press ganked. Eh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> are you <laughs> kidding? I'm not going in there. Yeah you
1: know we know a little bit about uh, the white witches of erisson with sebastian and that sort of thing is there anything new you want to bring to the table with him
3: um some of it was hinted on um yeah sebastian was you had hinted on a little bit in a a flashback but when sebastian was 14 you know he had been traveling with his family through asia and one of the details on him that it got mentioned early on but never really touched back on is all of the Varesians wear a, uh, and I cannot remember what it's called, but a scarf. A big, long scarf um, that tells like their family history and, and this. Sebastian doesn't have one. Like, completely out of character for a reason, he doesn't have one at all. It doesn't exist. Um, and so when Sebastian was 14, he started to man- manifest sorcerous powers. And that's when the runes started showing up. And his family recognized the signs of... Essentially, an ancient curse on his lineage that hadn't manifested in quite some time, and basically banished him. Right. So that's why you you'd occasionally hear Sebastian talk about having lost his family. They're not dead, but he was completely banished at that point and has been on his own ever since. Essentially, wandering around, making money however he could. Thus, the gambling and the con mm-hmm. artistry and and that sort of thing. And you, um, and you mentioned the curse. Did I ever tell you what I came up with for Sebastian's curse? Not specifically. You and I had worked on it a little bit, yeah. but I don't I don't think you ever specifically told me.
1: Your family thousands of years ago were the ones who entrapped Bandasora.
3: Gotcha. And, uh, and he was not uh, not happy about it?
1: Yeah. And we'll we'll talk to Fane here in a second, but uh after Fane released him, he's looking for revenge. Mm, thanks. He was released <laughs> on the day you were born. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Wait, thanks. Appreciate it. And that's why you're now a sorcerer with all the runic powers and the connection to Bandasora and, and so the horrible hor-
4: nightmares. I had a curiosity. I know that
3: uh, you had a, the tattooed bunny familiar, the rabbit.
4: Yeah, I did. Did you have any more familiars or was that the only
3: one? No, that's because of the uh, tattooed uh, sorcerer archetype. You get a familiar, and I had, it, intended to do more with him, but it never really. It he he never kind of came up. There was never really the opportunity. But yeah, it was an actual familiar. He could have leapt off my arm at any time. That's it was, cool. You know, it was a snowshoe hare that uh, Sebastian... Uh, well, essentially, it was a snow spirit in the form of a hare that Sebastian had picked up uh, in Erison. Yeah.
0: Well, we know he was playing dominoes with Tortuga <laughs> at night. So, you know, he did that something. Was,
3: yeah. You know, <laughs> I swear! I swear, I saw a parrot and a white rabbit playing dominoes on the upper <laughs> deck in the middle of the night. You've been hitting the grog again. <laughs> You oh, know. Oh man.
1: Anything else for Sebastian?
3: Um, you know, his a lot of his story we were kind of I think intending for later in the podcast. Right. So some of it just didn't get developed. I mean, mostly Sebastian was a man who was kind of running from his past and various people he had ticked off.
1: And little did he know, he was running directly towards it. Ah, uh,
3: Murphy's law. <laughs>
4: I will say, uh, I really liked interacting with Sebastian as Ark. I thought that was just kind of fun. I mean, I feel like we were the only crewmates that really had it out for each other. Yeah, and
3: it was largely, you're an Ulfin. Sebastian does not trust Ulfin or yeah. pretty much anybody from that portion of the world. And you being a very traditional Ulfin pretty much just set Sebastian's teeth on
4: edge. Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was fun.
3: Yeah, like, I liked I, the, the tension. Some fun banter between us, you Yeah. Know? <laughs> He's dead. Leave him down there. He's yeah. Fine.
1: <laughs> That's funny. I thought Adam and Chad were about to come to blows over it a couple times, but.
3: No, psh, it I feel like character. it was always in character. Yeah. Nah.
1: Cool. All right, Fane. It is your turn. You've been tight lipped for 51 episodes. It is time to let loose. What do we not know about Admiral, Captain, Master,
6: Fane? <laughs> he was just trying to finish up his. Uh... Worked for the uh, the White Grotto in Absalom to finish his degree. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just to write right. the story. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That
1: was the uh, story yeah.
6: you told me on day
1: one. <laughs> and you son of a bitch. What's <laughs> the real story?
6: Uh, Fane uh, was originally a drow. I guess still typically was. I used the half-elf race to represent the change that he went through from the, uh, the, the flesh warpers and uh, Zendik Kanan. Um, he was the concubine of the matron mother of the Vixadere family. Uh, he had been the assassin uh, based on his ability to sneak in, weasel his way in through uh, skills and, and charm, never have to wear, use a weapon or carry a weapon, uses his voice for everything. And he failed to kill Zayog. And in response... Uh, Who's Zayog? Zayog is the... There was, an, there was a there was a section where I was talking to uh, Rickety mm-hmm. and he kind of got possessed by kind of the voice. Zaeog was the Essentially Zayog was a uh map maker and he had discovered a route down to Orv, which is the deepest part of the Dark Lands. Uh, supposedly riches and horrors beyond belief. And that's what the Matron Mother wanted and wanted me to kill him and take his map. And since I failed, I was Uh, flesh warped for about 20 years and when i finally escaped i vowed to find Zayog, kill him find his map and take it back to uh the matron mother who like i said he was the concubine like he was absolutely madly in love with her so he was cocky it's one of those uh it's one of those ideas where he used to be like a high level character and then all this stuff happened it kind of restarted him so all he had was these memories of being super powerful and just walking through, just saying little words and killing people, this, that, and the other. And he never really could get away from that. And that's what I tried to uh, exemplify with uh, attacking Scourge and attacking uh, the dragon. Kelazar. Kelazar. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really not realizing how things had changed. and Like secondary old things. grooves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just didn't really...
4: Like, back in the day, it's something I would have done, and, you know, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Right, no but, problem at all. Yeah, and I I'd, try and do it now, and it's like... Yeah, <laughs> can't find it, can't figure it out.
3: <laughs> Why is everyone calling me a dumbass?
4: Yeah. <laughs> so how how old is Fane if you were to take like, out 178 the 178
6: years old. Wow. Yeah. He was technically an old, uh, like the template, old drow. Cool. That's yeah. cool. And I keep saying drow now because I found a Dragon magazine where, I think it was Skip Williams, who I think was part of the designing. I used to say drow because I hated how drow sounded. But a long time ago in a Dragon Magazine, he did an answer of questions. So I asked him, and he said, Drow, which, remind, which uh, rhymes with cow. So I guess I'll go with the uh, guy who knows more than me about the game. Maybe he always saw those things eating grass out in the middle of the field and Could called be. him Co. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is maybe there's an accent. Instead of saying, like, Drow, you're like, Drow. You know, like sure. some sort of... And I think like it's that. one of those things that the, that the official
3: line you know, has gone, like, from TSR and Wizards, I think mm-hmm. has gone back and forth right. three or four times right. over the decades. So, eh. Say what you like. Potato, potato. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear it from you, comic boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the
5: eternal Crowley-Crowley debate. Yeah. How long did you keep
4: up the facade that you were just trying to, like, complete your thesis from, from Wes? Or did he know all along? Because uh, we didn't know until Rickety's. Like, it took us a long, we just assumed that you were
6: the thing that we knew, right. you know? I don't know. Was it like episode 12 or 15? I finished, I sent you the the second half of the email with my background. Yeah,
1: it was pretty darn late in the
6: game. <laughs> yeah. And the first line of it was, this is all a lie mm-hmm. and had the rest of it. I, um, uh,
1: I think I was planning on having a ship show up and demand that you return to the grotto to turn in your thesis and had all this stuff planned out. And you're like, yeah, none of that's going to work. <laughs> <laughs>
6: God. Yeah, that's the biggest thing about Fane was he was just a consummate liar. Like, he lied all the time. Just like Matt. Yes, I'm a bad liar. <laughs> no, you're a good liar. A good liar.
3: Thank you. Well, and that's the thing. Sebastian always had recognized that Fane was a liar. That's why he kind of... That was more of a professional relationship <laughs> than anything. Right. You know, Sebastian had his relationship with Kitnik, which is much more familial. Mm-hmm. And with Fane, it's like yeah, no, this is more of a business relationship. I don't trust a word out of your mouth because like recognizes like.
6: (laughs) I I was thinking about just, really just a couple of days ago, the the episode where they voted on the captain. Mm -hmm. And everything that Fane said was a lie, except for the fact that he had a little bit more experience because he took over uh, Master Scourge's position. Mm -hmm. But everything about like, you know, being the, in the Glee Club and all that crap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all that was just BS. It was just completely lying about everything. Well, somebody had
3: asked me about it um, at one point. Actually, it was Andrew, one yeah. of our, one of our, a friend of ours, and uh, why I Sebastian hadn't tried really hard to be captain. like, Sebastian didn't actually want to be captain. He made a sort of a show of putting himself up for captain. Yeah, he's perfectly happy being quartermaster with access to all the treasure and mm-hmm. everything else down below. Are you kidding? That was all an act. He had no interest in actually being captain, then they'd have to be responsible. (laughs) Come on now. That's fair. (laughs) And then we come
1: to the final member of this motley crew, Kitnick. The gnome. The gnome. gnome. air quotes. The gnome. gnome." Yes,
0: yes, yes. I am legit a gnome. (laughs) Okay.
1: And you actually did a really good job getting most of your backstory out during the podcast Mm. about going after your mother and stuff like that. Was all of that a lie as
2: well?
0: No, that was all very true. (laughs) No, she she really was trying to, once she found out what had happened to her mom, she felt guilty because it was her fault, essentially. But was it...
2: I
1: mean, was it? I mean, <laughs> she, your mother made the choice to, to just sit around and allow the bleaching to happen.
0: True, but it's because she had this abomination of a child. You know, I mean, it just threw her world for a loop. I mean, you know, it didn't happen to everybody. She was like, oh, look, I have this kid. Oh, wait.
3: Classic children's <laughs> guilt.
0: Yeah. So. I don't know. It seems so, like yeah. horns
3: is a fairly minor thing for, for fake. Come on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well but not but not for gnomes. I mean, you know, it's one thing to have horns if you're supposed to have horns. It's another thing to find out that yeah, that you're not a gnome when you're supposed to be a gnome.
1: Wait, Kidnik wasn't a gnome? No, she was a gnome.
6: Done, done. Okay. Done. <laughs> so legitimately, what race were did you pick to make the character? Gnome or tiefling?
0: She was she was a tiefling. Okay. Yeah. Well, because the way a tiefling works is you are born to whatever it is. It's just, you're, you're cursed. Like, it's basically, it's, it's not even cursed, it's an, a lineage of...
3: It's an ancestral thing. Yeah, it's an ancestral or, thing that yeah. just, like,
0: you know, comes out once every so many generations, and you don't know when. But and, in, instead but it's of not being... not good.
5: Yeah. I was going to say, but instead of being a human with a little infernal blood, you were a gnome with
0: some infernal blood. Right. right yeah.
3: Which yeah. is pretty the, original. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because yeah, the default I kind of her. assumes a human, but yeah, adding it to a gnome... And, and it, been, yeah, and it could have been I mean, anything,
0: you know, tieflings, you could have, you can be like, you know, weird colors, have hooves, have tails. I've played tieflings with tails, crazy stuff okay. going on. Was it,
3: one, was it just like the, I hate to say standard, but just a regular tiefling or was it one of the like tiefling bloodlines?
0: Uh, just a basic tiefling. Gotcha. Um, but when I talked to Wes, since she does grow up with gnomes, we were, we at least worked it out. So she had some of the gnome characteristics. Mm-hmm. Because that would just would make sense. Oh
3: yeah, absolutely. But
0: pretty much the only thing you get as a tiefling from your race is your size. Everything else is tiefling.
3: Right. Yeah. So, how do you feel about having been the mom? That was pretty as funny. People when you told said me that. For yeah. The, uh, the cool mom for the crew. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the yes, cool mom. yes. The cool mom for the crew. That was cool pretty
6: funny. The cool soccer mom with the uh, pleated blue jean pants.
0: Yes, that was pretty funny. Uh. <laughs> Considering well, the character. I mean, her whole thing was she was very standoffish because she didn't have friends like nobody wanted her around she was a tiefling that's mm. just you don't you don't deal with tieflings <laughs> but she was persistent <laughs> so yeah i
4: always thought it was kind of funny because i, I felt like we were one of maybe the first groups that actually wanted her around. Yeah,
0: that's why she...
4: And, like, getting information she out of her was, like, pulling teeth. Like, yeah. come on, we like, be
3: our friend! <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's why she was so broken up over Jack, and that's why yeah. she was so broken up over Eddie Go okay, and, I should know. feel
3: bad about that, but I don't. Yeah. And... Yeah,
0: yeah, about, you know, everybody, because, like, these were her first actual friends that wanted her to be there. Yeah. So...
3: And then Wes killed one of them. Sure did. I killed as many of them as I
4: could. Right? Now, so I know that you were trying to make it to the uh, witch's market or the first world. Were you trying to get there because that's where your mother was? Or was there something there?
0: Well, the whole idea behind it was if a gnome is going through the bleaching, there's an idea that possibly taking him to the first world, which is where gnomes originated, could reverse it. So if I could get her to the first world, I just had to find out how to get her there. Gotcha. So I had to find something that was a place that i could like with the witch's market if i could get a portal like one of the, the coins which i did have that's what that coin was that i had in my hat I, did I, yeah I kind of know what that coin she, was? she figured it out okay yes she had figured it out but she'd forgotten she had the coin and it just sort of <laughs> towards the end of the last few episodes it dawned on her <laughs> hey. but she she had to have a way to to get her mom there gotcha and so, so she was you trying needed to, to figure out how
4: to get there and then get your mom to there right yeah See, for Ark, he wanted to get to the first world because that's where uh, the werewolf that turned his sister was hiding. Gotcha. Uh, So he had escaped into the first world through the witch's market. He Uh, was going to be
0: really interesting when you found him then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So
4: um, that was the whole
6: reason he was kind of tagging along with you. So Kit had the means. She just had to go back and find her mom then. Right. To get her through. So
0: that's why whenever Sebastian and Kit were leaving at the end, she then had to go figure out where her mom was because she had realized she had the coin. So, Dang. Wes. Yeah.
6: Was that damn horn down in that ship somewhere? Oh, yeah.
1: Okay.
6: Where? Where? It was in the captain's quarters, right
1: where Kitnick was. Kitnick. It was right at her feet. She just never saw it.
0: It wasn't magic, was it?
2: No. <laughs>
6: Not without the other pieces. Uh huh. So, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> so mad. What's up with the Iron Swarm now?
2: <laughs>
6: uh well you
1: saw some of what happened uh this past episode
3: are they just killing their way across the shackles they at this point?
1: are trying to track down the fortune's revenge though they don't know that's what it's called at this point uh well, you and i matt we talked a little bit about what your cleric and the spell casting abilities so the cleric what was the name again
6: father Perry. father perry
1: yeah that awful person yeah, yeah. uh had the ability to take a piece of a ship and track it down. Right. So Father Perry has that in his possession. Uh, so yeah, he's, uh, he's looking for you.
6: I'm kind of glad we're done. <laughs> <that would> not <laughs> have to be been fair, a good I would have hated meet. to have fought oh my those God, characters. I don't
3: think we could have won that fight,
4: oh, at no, least not right. straight up. Not, not for another, another five or six levels. Well,
1: yeah. I, I had some plans for you guys on meeting them. I know what they were, they went back to turn in their report to the spy they were working with in Port Peril. It was going to be a minute before they tracked you down all the way.
4: Still. That was a lot (laughs) of fun, though. Like, I really enjoyed playing an evil character. I don't think I've ever played an evil character outside
6: of this. It's different. I'm well, glad it's I missed forever. that episode just I've because I, I don't think yeah. I could be evil. <laughs> I would yeah. like to see you try, though. I think that would have been an interesting character it pro- for you to Yeah, it would speak. have
0: been like evil soccer mom.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, have you met some of those really serious soccer
0: moms? Yes, their names are Brenda. They drive a van. They ben. have the haircuts. <laughs> I want show. to speak
5: to your manager. Right, that's
0: how I know them. Okay, they're always looking for me.
5: <laughs> that's
3: what happens when you
1: work retail. You get see, to know that, right. that type very see, well.
3: Think of all your worst customers And make a character off of it, and you're done. So what was everybody's (laughs) alignment? I was a little curious about that. Uh, Sebastian was chaotic neutral, as far as that goes. Largely concerned with his own survival, for the most part. Fane was lawful evil. Uh, John was lawful good, hence all of the (laughs) stupid
4: decisions he was forced to make. Which, by the way, that was really difficult for me to play, because... I had gone into it with the idea of, like, I want to play a guy that thinks he knows what pirating is, and then gets into it and never really realizes it until it's too late. So I was trying to play him in the fact of, like, oh, well, he's this good guy that sees pirates as this good thing. And then, you know, it just, it, it doesn't work in this campaign really well. Uh, yeah, it's hard, definitely
3: hard to pull yeah, off.
4: But once he died and came back, he was lawful evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ark, on the other hand, was chaotic evil.
3: So John... Ark was chaotic evil? Yeah.
4: I mean, think about all the things he did. Like, he didn't give a fuck about <laughs> yeah, any of yeah, you guys. Right? Well, so- yeah.
3: But, you know. We kind of figured that.
1: (laughs) So John was lawful evil, or John was lawful good, Mm -hmm. and Isfar was lawful evil. Correct. Nice. Yeah. Uh,
5: Zugray, unsurprisingly, was chaotic neutral. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Kit was just neutral.
5: Just straight true neutral? Just neutral. What was that again? Okay. Um, I think just neutral.
4: Just neutral. Yeah. True neutral, yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, Sebastian was... I went with chaotic neutral a little bit, I guess, for... A little bit for the self-serving, a little bit for the impulsive, but he wasn't actively malicious, for the most part, unless you ticked him off. <laughs> it was kind of my thinking for going with that for him, as opposed to, like, neutral evil, something truly schemingly, evilly self-serving, you know? Right. See, for Ark, it was more along the lines of, like, a means to an end. Like, that's all you all
4: were to him. I mean, he had to get to where he needed to go, and he had no other way to do it. And he wasn't about to take over the entire ship.
0: I'm feeling uh, less bad about him drowning.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, like, <laughs> well, that was the thing, though, is, like, he would have played to try to become your all's friends, you know? And yeah. specifically you. He wanted to kill you from day one. You're Fae. Like, to, to the Ulfin, the Fae are just evil creatures. They're rats. So, it, to me, the entire time I was trying to get on your good side, I wanted to get into the first world and then abandon you there. Like, I didn't care what happened mm-hmm. to you once we got there. I didn't care what happened to any of you. I just tried to play it off really well. This is Tuttle why is I slugger. was very
0: standoffish and didn't have friends. I couldn't trust anyone. And yet
3: somehow you ended up with as
6: friends and leaving with the the avowed con artist.
0: Eh, well, you know. I mean,
6: I'm just saying. <laughs> so I, I have a question. If so, after a year of podcasting with your character or characters, what would you do different? Because I know what I would do different. I, For a podcast specifically? Character-wise. You know? Because you, you play a character on a podcast sure. a lot different than you do with just sitting around the table.
0: That is so, very true, just in case anyone's wondering that in the audience. yeah.
1: <laughs> Are you asking, do you regret your character choice, or what would your character have done different in this podcast? Either or,
6: but, but hmm. more of a, like, like from a you've learned something. You know? kind of thing, yeah. or, if um, you were to
0: do this again, what would you change? Right.
6: Because Fane was a very quiet, you know, self-serving, non-boisterous bard, you know? And that doesn't come across very well on a podcast. So I would come across. I would, you know, like Davery did coming up with Zug. That's a perfect podcast character because it's boisterous and loud. Mm -hmm. Not loud, but you know what I mean. Like he's loud. (laughs) Yeah, he's (laughs) loud. It's good to have
0: a balance, though. I mean, you have to have you have to have one type of character to have the other. If they're all the same, play off each other
4: a little bit. Yeah. I will say the one thing I really liked about Zugray is you didn't. I guess because of the way you built him, you were never caught up on the past. It was always moving him forward.
5: Yeah, whereas, I, I joked that Zuggary was like a shark. He was always swimming forward.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. whereas the rest of us, we were all doing things because of other motives. So I, I think that maybe I would not have given John such a hang-up on his background, because uh, I feel like that character was pivotal on all of the things in his past, which kind of makes sense for like a 16-year-old kid that's supposed to be kind of finding life, I guess. Right. But, if I could change one thing, I would have made him maybe less dumb.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, then, but then he wouldn't have been John. Sure. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. without that naivety, I'm not sure it would have, it wouldn't have played off as well. Yeah. It was yeah. so, I, it was so core to the character. Yeah. I'm not sure how that would have, That's how fair. well it would, yeah. would have worked, which
5: for what it's worth, I really liked John. Oh yeah. I, mean, yeah. I was super bummed yeah. yeah. everybody yeah. liked John. Yeah. Well, and yeah.
3: it was funny about that. And I've told Wes
4: this, uh, we had introduced arc that episode that he became like lawful evil. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect to continue playing him at all. And then when I played him for those two episodes before I became Mark, I fell in love with playing lawful evil John. <laughs> like I wanted to keep Isfar. Like I don't want to get rid of this character now. But I had already handed those reins over. You know, yeah, we had introduced yeah. Arc. So
1: if it makes you feel any better, I love John as Isfar as well. Yeah, I wonder. A, I what, think we really hit on something there.
4: Yeah, I, I wonder what would have been different the last thirty episodes. If Ark had never been introduced and it was stayed around,
1: John just would have died like three episodes later. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> With my rolling, you're not wrong.
4: The thing is, if, well. if you hadn't
0: played John the way you played him, then far would not have been as impactful. That's fair. Yeah. Because yeah. you wouldn't have had as big of a dichotomy between the two of them. Mm-hmm. It yeah. wouldn't have mattered. It would have been just like, oh, I just played another character. But they mm-hmm. were so different yeah. in the way that, that you handled them that it, it worked.
6: So you didn't like the idea of using the two hero points to save yourself. I
4: didn't. Uh, well, so. I did it first. Uh, when I first used those hero points, I felt okay about it. But then after we left, like on my way home, I was like, man, that just felt dry. Like I felt cheated. I-, I don't like, I know that's exactly what they're for. And we had talked about it and I didn't think I had any problems with it. But then when I used them, I felt like it took away from the story. Like, I think we did a really good job with what we did. I'm happy with the way it played out. Uh, but, you know, I think there's, we had a listener that pointed out that it felt like everyone was invincible. And I agree, like at that point, there's no
6: fear of loss. There's
4: no like people love Game of Thrones to some extent because they watch it and they go, who's going to die tonight? You know, like they never know. That mystery is always there. If you knew that they all had plot armor, would you watch it? You know, and I think that kind of played in for me, um, at least for me, it did. To, I was to me, actually
0: I was kind of sad that I didn't get to use my two points because like when we were fighting the and the, like the Kraken thing gets hold of mm-hmm. kit, I almost died. Yeah. And. The first time before we re-recorded, I did die. <laughs> but
5: We don't talk about that. But we
0: don't talk about that. but
5: From technical difficulties. Yeah, uh, techni- yeah, there
0: were from actually the technical difficulties, yeah, yes.
3: Yeah, we had to re-record part of that, yeah. fight because things broke badly. Yeah,
0: but we had a really cool idea, though, as to how to work that out, because I was going to use mine, and like Kit worships the Lantern King.
4: Oh, cool, I didn't know that. Nobody knew
0: that. Well, see, that was the thing, was... We had figured out, and I don't know what direction Wes was going to go with it, but as Kit was going to die, Lantern King was going to show up and pop her out of existence, and she was going to pop back up and be kind of like Hellboy. <laughs> I mean, we're talking like, you know, big horns and crazy stuff going on. I just
3: feel like you'd be top-heavy and would follow. You'd <laughs> think so.
0: You'd think so. They're hollow.
3: So. I, that's, that's
0: really why I had Tortuga to hold my horns up. Counter, just, uh, counterweight? Counterweight, yeah.
1: So before you got here for recording one night, right around that same time, I talked to these four guys about a special episode we were going to do. I was wondering if you told her about that. I never did. Uh, Kit was going to die. She was going to pop back into existence for that episode. But then we were going to go back and explore what the hell happened because the Lantern King was going to show up. He was going to bring you back through the portal. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you were going to come back through another portal almost instantly.
0: Right. But the first
1: world, time is weird. Distance Mm -hmm. is weird. Space is odd. So you were going to pop right back in with full horns and stuff. We were going to explore what happened to Kitnik. Why I was the horns are back? Super
0: excited for th- for doing that, and then I didn't die.
1: And then Addie <laughs> saved your ass.
0: Right. that's why the whole time I'm like, "Yay, Addie Thanks. <laughs> I'll
5: never make that mistake again. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, next time, do not save Kitty. No, no, uh, no, no, no. Always save Valley's yeah. characters. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry.
0: I can die later. It's okay. But no, uh, that was the thing was with the, the hero points. I like the fact that we had the option. If we wanted to use them, like, meh, we could just move on. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, you did with Ark, you just moved on. Yeah. But th- you could do something cool.
4: <laughs> I think it, it's unique for everybody. Yeah. I think everyone's yeah. going to have exactly. a different opinion on it. For me, I don't like it. I don't think I'll ever use them again for something like that. Yeah. It, I, it ruined, as a player, there's a certain level of tension. And if you know that tension's not
3: there, it doesn't matter.
6: Right. You just save two hero points. I don't yeah. care if I die or not.
0: Well, I'm also lazy me, and don't like making new characters.
3: To me, though, that's part and parcel of the setting that includes things like Raise Dead.
4: Yeah, and but I, I think mean, which
3: admittedly was not available to us at the time, right? But it's still it's ubiquitous to the setting. So, eh. like I said, I, I see where you're coming from. It's just mm, I don't know. But even
4: then, with Ray's dead, there's a little bit of preparation. Like you can't always do it immediately after a death. With the oh. hero points,
3: they're pretty immediate. Yeah, Granted, but yeah, still, I mean, it's basically it's basically plot armor. Yeah, I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I yeah. mean, you know, I, I like I said, I see where you're coming from, but yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, I just I wasn't a big fan. Yeah, which, yeah.
6: Would you make sense? And you were. Uh... Fali, you were talking about how we didn't know about you worshiping the Lenorm King, the Lantern, lantern King, King. Uh, yeah, the what? Lantern King, lantern drinking, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lenorm, Lantern, all these yeah. L words. Well, that was uh, kind of had a talk with Wes, and that was the whole purpose behind the uh, Captain's Dinner was to push forward, explore, and get out some of these mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. character hit hidden background things that would really never come out. And like it's cool in your head, but like if you're not getting it out there on the radio, then nobody knows what's going exactly. on. Exactly. Yep. So that was a, like, what do they call that? Like a, some sort of tool there's, there's that a you word use. For it. Yeah, for <laughs> exposition.
0: Yeah. That was really, a, that was a good idea because it did allow us to go ahead and explore some of the stuff that we didn't get around to otherwise. <laughs> and I had a parrot. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Just, you, you, know. you also have a boat hat. But that you never used. Yes.
0: Right? God, I
6: tried to get you to use that thing so many times. Well, I didn't
0: need it. I didn't need to use it.
3: If you play games like Skyrim, you're that person that finishes the game with like 4,000 potions because, no, no, I'm going to save it. I might need it later. No, yeah. oh, I'm Aren't totally you? that person. <laughs> like any, all of the Final Fantasies I play. That's what I'm it's played, a Final Fantasy
6: thing. Yeah. All, at
4: the very end, I always have those like three potions that you only get like one or two times, or one, two, three times throughout the entire game. I'm always like, oh, I'll save it for that one time. I'm really going to need it. And then I beat the game and I've got oh, every Oh, it's the single credits. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I have to keep buying more slots in my bank because, yeah, Elder Scrolls, I just keep racking up stuff. Yeah, I am that guy. Mm -hmm.
1: So we were talking about hero points. What other alternate rules did you like or hate for this podcast?
3: Personally, probably my single favorite alternate rule, honestly, was probably the background skills. Absolutely. absolutely. I absolutely love those. Honestly, and that's something running Pathfinder in the future I will probably always use. Me too.
4: Yeah, and I use it. I use it in my Starfinder campaign that I run mm-hmm. for some of my friends at work. Like that is one of the coolest things I think that you introduced.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's really it's a fantastic rule because it lets you have something that you did before you became an adventurer. Yep. It, it yeah. ma- it, you're not spending without feeling like you wasted a yeah, skill point. You're, yeah. like you, you don't feel like you crippled yourself by taking profession sailor or right. you know whatever.
0: Right,
6: which is really nice. And unless the big dumb fighter has some extra, yeah. skill points.
1: Right for linguistics or a profession yeah. or something. Craft yeah, or, yeah. which
5: like or, I said, right. it's so perfect. It, you know, just the basic two, just profession sailor and linguistics are so perfect for a pirate game. Yep, yeah. because absolutely. Because you've got a crew full of people from all across Galarian who all speak different languages, but they all pick it up because you're just stuck together for months on end.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and like for, for Sebastian, craft tattoo. Yeah. You know, and profession gambler. I would have had to have taken that, like I would have had to have weighed that against... Skills like bluff and diplomacy and perception. knowledge arcana and perception. Yeah. Otherwise, and it's and mechanically, you feel like you're crippling yourself.
0: Well, I think it's uh, the difference you know. between what your your gamer self wants and what your storyteller self sure. wants. Yeah, and yeah, when yeah. you Absolutely. have that, yeah. you can have both because yeah, it's very much if you if you game mechanically, you want to have that character built so it's not going to like you know die immediately. But Bane. the storyteller in you is just like, but I want it to be cool. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
4: It's the best case of like having your cake and eating it too. Yeah,
3: yeah, and it, like I said, it's probably my single
6: favorite alternate rule we used. Fain had zero points in profession sailor. Zero. We, 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 know. <laughs> yeah, we know. We noticed. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, so actually, what Sebastian had craft tattoo and profession sailor
3: uh, and profession gambler and gambler. I took. I okay. did. I started with craft tattoo and profession gambler. And then after we'd been, after we gained a level, after we'd been on the ship for a bit, it made sense for him to take some ranks in profession,
6: sailor. At that what did Fane have then? As background, yes. Um, I would pull. Actually, I pulled quite a few points from my main number of uh, skill points into background skills. I did too, <laughs> because uh, perform is a background skill, and for a bard, I mean that's like yeah. giving me extra points to do what I do best.
1: What does what performs did Fane have?
6: He had oratory, comedy, dancing, and um shoot. No, that was it. Oh, oh and wind. Uh or um string, strung, string instruments. Hmm. He also had like levels in uh linguistics. He had, he took one level of uh animal handle because of uh, oh, yeah. uh Trudy. Trudy Trudy, yeah. Um yeah, he had probably as many in his secondary as he did his primary as far as That's skills yeah. go. Because a lot of his secondary turned into primary with the bard abilities. Like, right. you know, perform oratory at 15 points gave me a 15-point uh, diplomacy and intimidate. I mean, it was just ridiculous, you know, all the skills that he had.
1: Fane had comedy. Did anybody else pick up on that?
6: Nope. Dry, Oh, the first <laughs> very beginning. Yeah, I was like, he's <laughs> got two thumbs and, yeah. I'm, 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 Matt, I am not a comedian. Like, I have no comedic <laughs> ability whatsoever. Uh, but I tried to, like,
1: drop some in there every once in a while picturing him like a one liner comedian like Mitch Hedberg, Yeah, right? <laughs> Just reading <laughs> off the list. Uh, uh, all right, how about John, Ollie, and Ark? Uh,
4: John took Knowledge Nobles and uh, Professional Cook for his background traits. Yeah. Uh And then Ark actually took uh, Profession Trapper and he also took uh, Craft
5: Ships. Hmm. So, what about Zugray? Uh, Zugray had performed dance. Of course. <laughs> because uh, I had the Dervish Dance feat. Okay. Uh, which oh. led me to my ah. decks to damage with a scimitar. Gotcha. That's and, why
1: you're doing so much damage then. Right. Nice. And uh,
5: so yeah, I had Perform Dance, I had Handle Animal, I had Linguistics, and Profession Sailor. Cool. What about I had a Do you remember? It was a long time ago. I do not remember. Gotcha. And
6: Kittnick. Profession Nick. Barkeep, maybe? I think he had Profession Sailor, I thought. Uh, yeah, he had yeah, some you know Profession Sailor,
5: yeah. and and I think, yeah, like, he might have had another profession that was kind of connected to, like, Barkeep or something yeah. like that. because I know he was a bartender. Or, or maybe, like, a craft, craft or brewing or something, something like that. Something,
0: yeah. Hmm. Kit did what Fane did and pulled some of points to put in background, Um but I think what I started with was uh, woodcut, or was it, yeah, woodcutting, profession woodcutter. Oh, yeah. And linguistics. And then, because that's how I made, you know, the eye and all that kind of stuff was because I had
1: the carpentry, yeah, the
0: carpentry sort of and stuff. Deal. So it was wood cutting. Gotcha. Um, but then I added like handle animal and sailor and lots of sleight of hand. <laughs>
3: yeah. You know, funnily enough, mentioning sleight of hand uh, reminds me because I actually did put some points in sleight of hand. Sebastian actually did not have profession fortune teller. Oh, I'm not all. surprised. Which, yeah, it really He's probably it shouldn't up. come as a surprise. Yeah. But yeah, it's no. all bluff. It it was all sleight of hand, bluff, and prestidigitation. (laughs) And silver tongue. And silver tongue, yeah. Yeah.
1: And we're talking about pulling skill points down into the secondary, uh, the background skills, because you all use Hero Lab. And that's how you separate your real skills or your normal skill pool from background skills. And if you want any of the secondary, what the background skills apply to, you have to take your normal skill pool and put them into the background skills and pick from there. If you're just building it on paper, you're probably not going to be thinking that direction. Right.
2: Yeah. Mm,
4: That's true. So I have two questions. Uh, One question is for Wes, and then the second question will be for all of you. Uh, in this campaign, Wes, what was the number one thing that you did not expect for us to do? Like, we did a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff, but what was the one uh, thing that I feel like in the last 52 episodes just really stands out? We made it
0: our life goal to do something every episode. I, yeah,
4: yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah. sure we didn't even run the actual campaign he bought. I, I, I do yeah.
6: specifically remember when you ate the paper, how he just oh, grabbed God. his oh, notes oh, and threw oh, them behind his great. head. Yes. yes. yeah, that, that was. was nice. And you yeah. know what's
4: great about that is, like... I did not understand that that was supposed to be two rounds of buying things. I thought he just left me with getting screwed of being the one that got caught. So I was like, fuck, I'll just eat it. You know. And then what was great was Davery looked at me like, dude, seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that
6: look on Davery's face was like, God, what, what did you just, you just do? The entire table kind of
5: stopped and looked at you for a second. Well I I mean it was connected to that, but it wasn't like, oh, I don't get my stuff. It was that I had written one of Zugray's songs. <laughs> yeah like, I had, <laughs> had a song ready for when I got it back. <laughs> <laughs> and like I've been, I been like I put the notes down I'm like, all right, that's what I'm gonna say when I get this paper and then I like I nope. look up from saying and you just go, I eat it. <laughs> mother. <laughs> uh, these things are set are setting specific, man. I can't <laughs> just sub them it and out.
1: But you forced it in there anyway, did That's you? right. I was going to shoot in there. <laughs> I wrote it, I'm going to use it. Oh man, that is definitely top 3. Like I'm trying to think back through all the episodes. I don't know that you guys ever did anything that I actually expected. Uh, well, you know, I've been say we, Oh my god, yes. With Matt Whipping <sighs> Scourge, he
4: well, says got the Naga.
1: I whip Scourge I'm like you did what? I think that would have to be my number
4: one for sure. <sighs>
0: At that point in time, yes, that would kind of set the uh, set the scene for everything else <laughs> we did to West the yeah. rest of the, that, the episodes.
4: That was because John was in the bilges, and I'm pretty yeah. sure if you hadn't done that, John no, would have the died then.
0: both in the hot box.
4: Yeah, was no, right no the hot box. it's when they tried oh, to right.
0: murder him in the bilges. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: with the uh, uh, the first uh, with the first mate uh, John Dischape. <laughs> was the one that went after you, I think. He one of the two, it was uh, yeah. Tam, it was Tam and, Narwhal Tate and Jondas, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, the dwarf who we set up. That was nice,
2: yeah,
1: and that's a, actually a great part of the AP. When I first started reading it, I couldn't believe that they had basically written in for one character to get jacked pretty early on.
0: Yeah, and you told us that. You were like, be prepared. Someone's going to die.
1: And it was written in there like, well, if the character dies, they hide the body with boxes. And if the character doesn't die, they probably get put in a hot
2: box.
3: (laughs) Well, and had it been someone else, like Sebastian, unless he was lucky and got a spell off, yeah, he would have probably died down there, too. Mm -hmm. It was brutal. I mean, anybody with no no hand-to-hand ability. Oh. Well, he didn't have any weapons, either. No, yeah, they, they took all my weapons. Yeah. 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 So,
1: because it was supposed to be Attic, Goke I was going to send down there at first, but John Ollie did something that pissed Barnabas or uh, Plug or Scourge off like I mean, right before it. He's like, no, it's John. John is going to die. Yeah. I'm honestly, I think the only reason I didn't was
4: because it's almost kind of fitting. I think the only reason John didn't die in that scenario was because Fane acted out. And I think the only reason Ark did die was because Fane acted out. <laughs> <laughs> We've come full circle. <laughs>
3: yep. To be Man. fair, have you, if you'd sent Adagoke down there, that fight would have been over in like a round sure. and a half, I think.
6: Exactly. That's
1: why I was going to send Adagoke. It's like, at least he has a
3: fighting
6: chance. Yeah. Splatter. <laughs> you don't know how many times I've run that scenario where you're fighting the ghost in my head. Like, I could have done this. I could have done that. I could have done that. I could have <laughs> done, done that. Matt yeah. is suffering from... PD's
1: yeah, well, yeah. fame. Man, yeah, I've had
6: yeah. friends that, that have
4: listened and been like, What were you guys doing?
6: Like, why? Oh, you were not playing the same game that you've been playing, you know? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know, it's just a weird situation. Like, I, I could not think of a good idea
0: but until it, that well, night. We were kind of in shock, though, because I mean, when we we're underwater, we had already torched the bones. We'd already done all this crazy stuff. Yeah. And so we're kind of in shock. We're like, Well, crap, that was supposed to work. Now what? Yeah. Right. Yeah, now what? Now, b- b- just.
6: And we've ah! got <laughs> a water elemental who just drank a potion of uh, magic, <laughs> magic fang, fang yeah. as the only thing that's really doing. It. Well, you had magic fang I on had your magic hands. Fang like too, yeah. you're right. having to cast magic fang on things. So we and can I'm damage using this disrupt thing. undead. Yeah. But that's
1: pew pew.
4: Yeah. But, but it is kind of fitting. I mean, it's a lot like real life. Like 2020 is, or hindsight's 2020, yeah. or whatever. Oh you know? sure. So.
1: And just to twist the knife a little bit more, I think that ghost had like 15 hit points left.
4: Mm, of course Yeah, it yeah did. but that would have taken and five rounds. I, mean, I critted <laughs> against that ghost so many times, and I was never able to actually get a crit off because they're immune to crits. Yeah. So they, that ghost should have been dead, let's be honest. <laughs> Do you
6: know what I should it have done? It was dead. That was the problem. double heal? I should have cast double vanish. That has been my thought <laughs> yeah. for the last however many weeks since that came out. I should have cast two vanishes, and we would have both gone away.
4: Yeah, probably. So anyways, Wes, top three. <laughs>
1: Oh man, I mean, those, the, those pretty much cover it, especially yeah. the eating of the paper. Like, <laughs> I've, so I've no, I don't know that I've ever been more frustrated than that right there. Because <laughs> um, I had all this fun stuff planned out and I had to scramble to no end to finish that out. And then Scourge Whipping Fane might be number one because yeah. I literally had no idea how to handle this. Because if Scourge did not roll those ones, and I rolled them in front of you, mm-hmm. those were real Worst ones.
0: pirate Yep. ever pretty much
1: uh, yeah if he had not rolled those ones fane would have died that episode easy yeah. like not even a not not even a possibility of surviving that
0: that still but, blows my mind that it was only whenever you were rolling for Scorch. yeah that was the only time you rolled yeah. consistently bad consistently
1: yeah rolled rocks the rest of the time but yeah. Scorch won
0: every time
1: I, I wish i could say i was lying and i fudged the rolls but no those were all really ones I oh
4: man it. Uh, so then, my follow-up question, which is for uh, the rest of you, Wes. I guess you can answer it, but it's not—it <laughs> doesn't pertain to you necessarily. Um, what about this adventure path? Were you not expecting throughout the entire thing? I mean, I think we knew going into it that we were going to be kind of adventuring pirates on the high sea. We got kidnapped. Like we knew. what we'll play, Players guy told us. What did you guys never expect to run into, or did you? Do you feel like you expected everything
3: that happened?
0: I didn't know what to expect.
3: Yeah, <laughs> same.
0: Yeah, kind yeah. of same. I, the yeah. First
3: book, I thought was. Relatively predictable, which is part of the reason you guys
6: kept making because you read it. Yeah,
3: yeah. I I did not read the adventure path. I was listening. Yeah, yeah. I knew somebody was going to say it. Pretty sure you did. I'm pretty sure I didn't. Uh, Because a lot of it was standard pirate adventure tropes. But yeah, after that, it, you know, it's like some of the bone rack stuff is probably the part that I was a little. Not so much the shipwreck part, because again, that's. Kind of a standard pirate trope. That was what I was but just thinking. But some of what happened there was a little oddball, and I wasn't expecting some of it. Yeah. I was just curious. I was just... That
6: fight with the queen. Oh, God. That yeah. Holy was... crap.
1: So the thing I kick myself over is uh, I forgot to use her wand of summoned monsters.
0: Yes, I One. remember that. And we were all thankful.
1: Yeah. Because if I'd have thrown a couple of octopus in there for you guys...
3: we would have been a TPK.
1: It would have been a lot different. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Most likely, it would have been yeah. a TPK. Darn. Yeah. I mean, when the sorcerer has to take a <laughs> knife in his teeth, because he's pretty much completely out of magic, things are have gone
5: horribly wrong. If it makes you feel better, even the Wand is a full round cast, so that's a long time for her to be.
6: I was place. sitting there thinking that, like, that may have been actually better for us because she would have sat there for a full round, sitting still, and Attagokai could have come up, just pummeled the shit out of her.
1: Well, we weren't doing the rules right at that time, so True. she was True. bringing them out like round. Oh, out time. that's right, yeah. and the sleep spells
3: and, and sleep stuff spells. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the problem being is she was so much more maneuverable than we were. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that she jet. was literally yeah. jetting circles around Squirtle, us. Right out of there. Yeah. So she could be on the other side of the the field. And by the time we got to her, the round's over. Because mm-hmm. none of us could compete. That was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And, and Watching
1: and watching her faces as she squirted off to the other side, you're all like,
6: what the fuck are we doing? And then ghouls chained to the floor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on, man. Uh,
4: I think
1: that was probably the
4: actually the only fight in the entire campaign where I felt like all of us were sweating it the whole time.
0: Oh, yeah, Pretty much, yeah. 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 I mean, you some can, of it
6: <laughs> you can hear it in the recording. too. Yeah. like we gonna die. <laughs>
0: I mean, some of
1: it was the heat being down here in the basement without air conditioning. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah,
0: that's how we knew it'd been a full year since so we've been recording because we have yeah. sat here and we have shivered and we've bundled up yep. and we've sweat to death and mm-hmm. this just been yeah.
4: So here's something uh, I would want to throw out there that I feel like it with this being a pirate adventure path. I felt like I wasn't playing Pathfinder necessarily. Not that I wasn't using the rule set. But it didn't feel as high fantasy to me as playing Rise of the Rune Lords or some of the other adventure paths that I've gone through. Just mm-hmm. There's something about it being piratey that didn't feel fantasy. And I don't know if because I can relate more to pirates, like they ex- actually existed in our world at some point in time. Like, yes, we had magic and stuff, but it felt more piratey than magical.
3: Did anyone else that. feel that way? We or? didn't have a
6: lot of magic, though. It was kind mm-hmm. of a low magic kind of yeah, AV, yeah. it we,
3: felt We like. didn't hit a lot of the standard, you know, by fifth or sixth level... In a standard in a standard Pathfinder campaign, a lot of the times you expect everybody to have a plus one weapon, and the fighters to maybe have magic armor, and yeah. and yeah, we really I mean, while we had some items, yeah, it really wasn't that we didn't have all the potions and stuff you might otherwise
6: expect. Well, look okay. at the ghost fight; nobody could attack it because nobody had a magic weapon, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I think that was a big factor
3: is we just didn't have a lot of the stuff we have come to expect. I that, think from this type of game,
5: and I think also one thing is uh, because it is pirates. Your adversaries are mostly just humans. Yeah, like you're not fair. fighting goblins and orcs and kobolds and maybe an ogre or something yeah. like that. You're mostly just fighting humans. Tougher humans. Right. More right. tough humans. Yeah, it's just something I kind of noticed, like the more and more I
4: guess for me that was one thing I was really expecting in this adventure pass was to feel like another one where like, oh, you're in this high fantasy realm, like you're in Galarian. And Galarian is really full of magic, and you can feel the realness of all these other creatures. And to this one, it just kind of felt like I was using the Pathfinder rule set in a pirate world. Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I didn't expect that. I expected eventually for it to like ramp up, and it, it never really... I never got that like high fantasy feeling that I expect out of a Adventure Path, I
1: guess. Well, to be fair, we
6: didn't get out of book two, so <laughs> yeah. that might have had something to do with it. I had it? all kinds of magic. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I was making stuff left and right.
1: But of course, I've read the other books. No, it's mostly humans.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just getting to the point where I could really do the magic tattoos, and I'd been squirreling away gold and resources to start doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's part of the reason why I didn't, you know, I hadn't really picked up a lot of magic items. I hadn't wanted to spend the money or the resources.
0: So, for me, one of the, the really fun things, Wes, was all of your voice acting.
3: Uh, all oh,
2: All the bad yeah. stuff.
0: No, I mean yeah. seriously. Seriously though, that made it a lot of fun because all cool. the characters that you played, or the NPCs and stuff, were different. Thanks. And thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> you gave yeah, you, you really did. Job. You gave yeah. every
4: NPC a good voice.
0: Yeah, they, they... especially Grock. But that's I was, yeah, I going yeah. With that, yeah. But they all had personalities.
2: Hey,
4: <laughs> well, and I really like that you allowed us to sort of develop the NPC personalities as well. Yes. Like letting Davery play Conchabar yeah. or Connor. Like God, that was yeah. so cool. You know what? Yeah. I can't. I have never played in another game where we made the NPCs who they were. And mm-hmm. I feel like we really did that with this.
1: And you know why we started doing that? We played another little game from Fantasy Flight Games. It was mm-hmm. some Star Wars rule sets, and uh, I really enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a good idea, and I tried to pull it in as much as possible. in Davery... Is an awesome character actor as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kudos.
4: Like, I think yep. all of you guys did a great job with character yep. voices and, and just developing your characters in general. Like, I really enjoyed getting to know your characters.
3: Thank like, you. <laughs> I will not miss hearing that voice. <laughs> I will send it in an email and have it come you at you. All the time. <laughs> I'm just going to auto-delete anything that comes to you with a sound file. <laughs> what about Father Perry? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> That would creep me out. Yeah, I I I seriously felt like (laughs) I needed a shower just after sitting next to Matt doing that character. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. which
6: is a compliment in its own way. Right. That was that was the most awful character I've ever played. I mean, just everything about him is disgusting. Mm -hmm. We had several people that were unhappy about how he acted. You know, some of the things that he did. Sure. Understandably, you know, but we were trying to paint a picture. We're trying to describe how disgusting and like just profane these guys were, and they'll, they'll stop at nothing to get what they want.
4: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I really feel like we created something incredibly unique in the actual play podcasting realm with those two episodes. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and it goes back to something Valley said in relation to if you hadn't played John as such a good guy, Ibsfar wouldn't have been so effective.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I I had, I had had a similar conversation with someone as like, part of the reason that you're so freaked out by the Swarm is that while our main characters are not good people, they are also nowhere even remotely as evil as the Swarm. And if we hadn't had all of these episodes where you're getting to know our characters Mm -hmm. and, you know, as what they are, and then we suddenly, you know, it wouldn't be near as effective for us playing characters. Because we took a very abrupt and dark right turn. You know. And I I think you kind of have to have that Sort of set up to really bring it home, I think.
6: Valley, have you listened to those two episodes yet? I, have I know not you. Yet. you, you oh, come you on, you listened to the uh, disc- the disclaimer and and heeded its word.
0: Yeah, no, I, I am going to listen to them, but I haven't exactly had time <laughs> when I have not had small ears around. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, so yes, <laughs> so yes, I do plan to listen to it very soon.
2: We're at an hour and five minutes. And it's a solid time. hour. I don't think we have much to
1: cut out. Yeah, I don't think
0: nothing, we, there's we, nothing
1: we, to edit. I mean, we're just talking. <laughs> to now. cut or edit. Yeah, just, just talking. So, to wrap up tonight, I have a question for you guys. And I want you to answer honestly. Do you want me to ruin the final book of yes. this AP yes. for you? Yes. Sure. Yeah, yes. I do. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to I, know I, what we're right. supposed I'm to do. I'm going to go read address. it anyway. So, I've got it at home. So, the <laughs> audience that doesn't want to know how this podcast ends or the general path that it takes now is a great time to uh, leave us. Thank you all very much for listening. We really appreciate it. It's been a blast for a year. Thank you all very
3: much.
6: Thank you, guys. Yeah, appreciate yeah, it a thank lot. Thank you all yeah.
3: so much. It's thank been great. a lot of fun. And now... Podcast!
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and for all of you who stuck around to hear how the Skull and Shackles AP sort of is supposed to go, um, so... Book two is Tidewater Rock, which Zugray brought in. You were supposed to capture that, have that as your base of operations. We decided to go with Attigo Case Treasure, which is the Plunder and Peril module. You can go and ca- capture another place, I think on Bright Glass Island is where that's supposed to go. Uh, shortly after that, you go to Port Peril. You get your driver's license to go and pirate. <laughs> um, you do some pirating things. You wind up uh, at the end of book three doing the regatta. Which is a huge boat race, and as a reward for winning this boat race, you uh, get your own island, and you go and you take care of this island for book four. Uh, this one of the book four is kind of a weird. It takes a right hand turn. You have this through line of the Chelish spy or something happening in the shackles. You get an island, but then all of a sudden you have to clear out the things on the island, and then you have to wine and dine the pirate council. As part of winning the race and then doing this with the Pirate Council, you actually earn seats, depending on how well you do, on the Pirate Council itself.
2: Hmm.
1: That's when you get to really meet Tessa Fairwind. And she go, that's when she nuzzles up next to you and says, uh, there is a spy within our ranks. Uh, the Chelish are probably doing bad things. Go find the spy. And then you go and you do things to track down a spy. You finally find out it's Barnabas Harrigan.
2: Hmm. i know
1: you guys are surprised um so you track down barnabas uh you've fought him a little bit but in the race um you finally have a showdown with barnabas in book five book six is finding out you were too late Hmm. the chelish navy is attacking that's when the fleet battles really come into play and uh you have to defend the shackles from a mighty chelish fleet and if you go online and do some reading on the mechanics for fleet, uh, a lot of people aren't really happy with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, we would have done them as the rules stated in the book. At that point, part. we wouldn't
0: have had a, we wouldn't have needed to because Fame would have been back. He would mm-hmm. have had a whole bunch of dragons. Right. <laughs> we would have had yeah. <laughs> saddles on all of them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That was the plan. Yeah. So we would have had war dragons.
1: Yeah. It would have um, gone from skull and shackles at level to level five. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah at level five. She never leveled up. Uh. Oh, I wanted to be level six so bad. I uh, know. Your word God, strike would have been amazing. I know. Anything else, any questions you guys have for me or any other items you would like to bring up to discuss this evening?
0: When are we going to play again? <laughs> Never. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> is
6: it Tuesday yet? <laughs> right. Wait, when do we record? What is today? Today's it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Long day? (sighs) 52 Tuesdays. (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) All righty. Well, thank you all very much for listening, for sticking with us all the way through this entire year.
0: And continue to tell your friends to listen to us. We're not just going to vanish on our online presence. We're just not going to be recording. So please continue to tell people to listen to us and and comment and things like that and ask questions and ask questions yeah I mean we're still here yeah
3: we're intending to keep an eye on the the email and the discord and all of that so you know yeah we don't want everything to just vanish
0: yeah this has been a lot of fun and we've got a really great audience of great supporters like they've really they've been very involved
4: i think i speak for all of us when i say that we have Really great friends. It's not just a great audience. I, I don't yes. know. I mean, all of us. Our crew is amazing. Friends yes, with our crew is amazing. Great people. I mean, nerds on Earth. I know that we're oh, yeah. all in there hanging out with those guys uh, and all the folks that on, on Discord. Yeah, on uh, Discord, everybody that we hang out with all the time. Like Twitter, I'm all the time
3: talking to people on Twitter. You we know. have
0: feedback from all over the world on Facebook. You know, yeah. and
3: anybody that's going to Gen Con, davery and I are still intending to be there.
0: I plan to be there too. Um, at least and, you know, for Valley's
3: going to attempt to be there Wednesday
0: night, so before the convention, but I'll be in town.
3: You know, we'll we'll try and put something up, but you know, feel free. We'll we'll you know we will be happy to if any of you guys are gonna be there. We'll be happy to meet with you. And I think yeah. I
6: get to go to a Dragon.
0: <gasps> going to do Dragon Con? I think I Yay! get to go to a Dragon. It'll be Yay. after all that
6: crap that kept me from going to Gen Con's over. So I I want to hit a big convention this year, and I think it's going to be Dragon.
0: Awesome. Well, I know that I'll be there, so yeah. we will be representing there at least. <laughs> but yes, please keep up with us. We love you, man. <laughs>
1: Thank you all very much
6: I'll I'll it, I don't think anybody Wants to say goodbye
1: No, no Not really right no. Right no. We're just gonna Trail off into the distance Watch the sunset Cue the, the music Happy right, yeah. To you
5: Sad walking away music Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm <trying> to <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anytime I hear that I only picture uh, Stewie walking away On Family <laughs> <Yeah>. Guy yeah.
3: <laughs> Well now I picture Zuckray watching Sebastian and Kidnick
4: Walk
3: away Oh, <laughs> oh man Jeez Right in <laughs> the